There's so much to be said in this scripture. The first thing I want to say to you is this. Either there is a God or there isn't. There's not an in-between. If there's no God, you're just a molecule passing through space. You came out of the primeval slime and you enter in when you die, you're annihilated. That's atheism. I don't believe you're atheists sitting here. You're theists. But think about it. God, the immensity, the creator of heaven and earth. You know, it tickles me when people like the Unitarian Universal Church say, well, you know, God wound the earth up like a clock, and then he said, go. I'm not going to fool with you anymore. You know what that really means? That means there's no Christmas. Do you understand that? There's no Easter. God didn't enter the world. This is serious business, friends. You have to understand that what we're talking about is the supernatural. Do you understand it? We're not talking about the things you perceive with your sight and your hearing and your smelling and your tasting and your touching. We're talking about the supernatural, things beyond nature. Now, if you believe that God created the heavens and the earth, the virgin birth of Jesus is no big problem. Miracles are no big problem. Jesus walking on water. You know, I've heard people, oh, well, Jesus couldn't have walked on water. And so I asked people, that? do you believe God created the heavens and earth out of nothing? Do you believe this? And you think walking on water is a big deal? You see, this is the problem with people. They're atheists in their thinking, pretending to be theists. Every miracle is a small little thing to the creator. I hope you understand this. Do, are you really a theist? Now look what he's saying here. You know, I always think about Mary. You know, Bethlehem's about 60 miles from Nazareth. Now you women here who have born a child, how would you like it if in the last week of your pregnancy you walked 60 miles? Or maybe you rode a donkey 60 miles? You know, I, I think about that and I think, man, that's a strong woman. And then when they got there, no place for them in the end. So go into a stinking stable. You can stay there for the night. And then she gives birth. Well, I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a birth? You understand what we're talking about here? In the stable? Do you get it? This is not real pleasant. Is it? Do you want the truth, my friends? Do you really want it? 
Truth is reality. Reality is truth. Mary gave birth to Jesus in a stinking stable and laid him in a food trough. How low can you get? That's pretty low. And Mary, you know, it's amazing to me what is said. Where's the Bible up here? I can't believe it. I just knew there'd be a Bible up here. That's why I didn't bring mine. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> now, I want you to remember that before Luke 2 was written, Luke 1 was written. What does Jesus Christ say about the Bible? Thy word is reality. Now, I want you to think about that. What is truly real is what Jesus Christ said. Friends, the problem with most people is they don't believe that most of the time they're calling Jesus Christ a liar. I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's not real wise. So when Jesus Christ says, thy word is reality, the truth, what are you supposed to say? Amen. That's right. But my God, the repercussions of believing this are enormous. Now, do you understand that out of 7.1 billion people on the earth, 2 billion are considered connected to Christianity in some way or another? That's 28%. If we say that half of them are real Christians, that means 14% of the people in this world are Christians. That's not a good percentage in my opinion. Why do you think we have evangelism missions? Because of Christmas. We believe Christmas. I mean, this is shocking information. The, the, you know what the problem with Christians are? We lose the amazement, the wonder, the awe that Jesus Christ was born into this world. That there is a God in heaven who sent his son out of eternity into time. Out of eternity into space, time, history. Jesus Christ was a real person. If you pinched him, he'd say, ouch. I mean, you do believe Jesus was a man, correct? He was a human being. You believe that? Well, good. I'm glad you believe it. Well, let's, let's think about this human being in a minute. In Luke chapter 1, <clears throat> the angel came to him. By the way, when you, when you believe in God, guess, guess what else you believe in? You believe in heaven and you believe in hell. You believe in angels, and you believe in devils. Because you believe in the supernatural. You do believe 
in the supernatural. Don't you? Well, let's read it in Luke chapter 1. The angel, Gabriel, came to Mary, the virgin. She was probably a young woman. Nobody knows how old she was. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Do you believe that one? My friends, you're believing some astonishing things. (laughs) I hope you, you understand this. Let's go on. Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. Do you believe that one? My friends, you have to understand what you're believing And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. You see, people who have trouble with miracles, they don't have trouble with miracles. They have problems with the existence of God. My friends, you're here saying, I believe in the existence of God. Therefore, if you believe in the existence of God, you believe there are angels and demons and there is a destiny for people that will either go to heaven or they'll go to hell. That's what Jesus teaches. Now, in my opinion, if somebody rises again from the dead, it might be intelligent to believe what he says about the future. What do you think? Now, if you can keep yourself from dying, if you can raise yourself from the dead, maybe I'll listen to you. But if you can't do that, gosh, you know, I don't, I don't think you know enough. What do you think? And look what he says in Luke chapter 2. Amazing. Fear not, by the way, I get tired of preachers. I'm one, so I can say this. Preachers come in and say, well, we we have reverential awe of God. Have you ever heard that? Reverential awe. That's baloney is what I say to you. When God or an angel appears to people, guess what always happens? Intense terror. Not reverential awe. (laughs) My friends, do you you really believe this stuff? You know what the Greek says? They feared with a great fear. That's triple fear, in case you want to know. Do we really believe God exists? 
You sure? Let's read this. <laughs> these, I mean, these words should just be. Oh. You know, I hear people say this. Oh, this that's awesome. Or this is awesome. I'm sorry, it's not. God is awesome. I heard a woman say the other day, that's a dessert to die for. And I thought, what? To die for? Now, I know she was just saying it's a great dessert. you know. But my friends, that's not something to die for. It's something to avoid for me, but, I, you know. <laughs> okay, look what he says here. I mean, it's, Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Why in the world was Jesus Christ born into this world but to save us? You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You have a big problem. It's called sin. The wages of sin is death. That's why you die. That's why I'm going to die. You know, I hear, you know, sometimes PhDs are sure dumb. I heard a scientist say this one day. Well, death is just a natural part of life. I said, what? What are you talking? If death is just a natural part of life, well, no big deal when somebody dies. We don't need to weep. We don't need to grieve because a loved one dies. Do we? It's just a natural part of life. My God, these people are crazy. Death is not a natural part of life. Death is the punishment for sin. Now you see, you, you've got to understand what you deserve, what I deserve. We're all the same. You're just like me, friends. What do we deserve? Hell. Punishment. Death. We deserve it. We've earned it. We should get it. You're not going to get it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that good news? You should call his name Jesus, for he shall save you from your sins. My God, how big does it have to be for you to be shocked by something like that? You know what he also saves you from? Not death and hell and fear of the death and the devil. There is a devil, and there are children of the devil. Just like Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. My God, that's, think about that. That some people are children of the devil. That's awful to contemplate, isn't it? But that's what he said. I think he tells the truth. Now, friends, look at, look at what he's saying here. You know what else you need saving from? Yourself. <laughs> You know, everybody talks about humility. Oh, woe is me. I'm so bad. 
You know what's wrong with that? Guess who that's focused on? Yourself. You're supposed to be saved from yourself. Which means humility is not thinking great about yourself or poor about yourself. It's thinking about yourself not at all. You think about God, Jesus Christ, his son, the coming glory. You think about other people and how you can help them. That's what humility is. So he's not just going to save you from your sins and from the consequences of those sins that you have committed, but he's going to save you from yourself. Now, by the way, that's pretty hard for me. I kind of like myself. What about you? You like yourself? I bet you do. Because you're just like me. Look at what he's saying about Jesus the Christ. He is the Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, the King. You know, it's interesting to me. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, everybody was saying, Hosanna to the King. And the Pharisees said, you, you need to shut them up. Quiet them. They don't need to be saying that. You know what he said? He said, if they were quiet, the rocks would cry out, Jesus is the king. Now, do you know what kings do? They rule. That's what kings do. They say, this is what you do, and you're supposed to do it. Is this? I need a PhD in philosophy to figure it out. I don't think so. Jesus is born a king. Why did the Magi come? We came to worship the king over his cross, the king of the Jews, written in Greek and in Hebrew and in Latin. The Pharisees didn't like that. Right up there that he said he was the king. He said, what I've written, I've written. Why? Jesus is the king. When he rose again, think about it. When he rose again from the dead, it's a declaration to the entire universe, I am the king. Do you really believe that? Let me tell you how I know whether you really believe it or not. You want to do what Jesus says. That's how I know if you have received the Jesus of Bethlehem. Because... He was born a king. Now, look what else it says here. These words are just really amazing. There's born for you today in the city of David a Savior, Christ, Messiah, the King, the Anointed One, the Lord. Do you know what the Lord translates? The Greek, kurios. Kurios is the word for Lord in the New Testament Greek. When the Septuagint was written, that was 70 Hebrew scholars who wrote the Hebrew language and Aramaic. There was a few Aramaic verses. And translated into Greek, and we call that the Septuagint. 
Well, when Moses was at the burning bush, and he said, what is your name? So that I can tell them when I go to deliver the people from the slavery and bondage of Egypt. The Lord said to him, Yahweh, I am that I am. I always have existed and always will exist. I am the Lord. Guess what Greek word translates Yahweh? Kurios. The word we see here in Luke chapter 2, who's born for you a Savior, Christ, Yahweh, Creator. My God, this is astonishing. The Creator has come and joined with a human person called Jesus. You said in your liturgy today, that Jesus was both God and man in one person. That's a miracle. Why do you believe it? Billions don't. Why you? What made you so privileged? That you got to believe in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. So therefore you no longer have any fear of death, but you're ready to step forth in life. You can live because you're not afraid to die. How come you believe it? If you do. Because God loves you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? God loves you. God has chosen you. God has given you. Do you know where your faith comes from, by the way? Have you ever read it? Do you actually read the New Testament? It would be surprising if you did. You should be reading the New Testament every day because it's got one shocking thing in there after another. My friends, he loves you and he chose you. And he gave you the gift of faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, but not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It has been granted, given unto you, not only to believe on his name, but to suffer for his sake. My dear friends, there are people in the world today who believe this, who are being slaughtered simply because they believe Christmas. Do you understand this? You want the truth. You want reality. Reality is truth. Truth is reality. You want that? Here I have from Jesus Film Project. This Gima, the shaman, and this village under the power of the devil. He was watching this film, Jesus, and this is what he said. During Jesus, I experienced a struggle deep in my heart. Something inside me didn't want to let go and was hanging on very tightly. It kept telling me, don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. But I did listen, and I prayed to receive Christ. Immediately the struggle left me. I experienced a great release and peace I have never known. Jesus. That's what happens when people commit to Jesus. Here's Barnabas A. Have you ever heard of Barnabas A? It's a tremendous work, and you need to support it if you want to support an extra one besides your church. 
but they, have, they give money to people who are being driven out of their homes, who are being tortured for Christ's sake, simply because they believe in Jesus Christ. Do you understand the world you live in? Or how about this one? This is from Voice of the Martyrs. These people, it's just, it's just amazing to me. Abu Ali and his family of eight piled into the car and sped away from their home on June 17, 2014. The self-proclaimed Islamic State had overrun Mosul a week earlier, but Abu Ali had been in no hurry to leave the city until he unmistakably sensed God saying, Go! As the family raced away from their home, Abu Ali glanced in his rearview mirror. What he saw made his heart sink. ISIS fighters carrying swords and knives had kicked in his front door and were streaming into his house. They had learned. They had converted to Christianity. You think that's true? Is that reality? Are you sure? Or how about this one? This is Open Doors with Brother Andrew. You know, I suggest you get these things in the mail because if you get them in the mail, you start to discover the severity of what it means to believe in Christmas. Around the world, people don't appreciate it. They don't believe Jesus Christ. Love the Lord with all your mind. I, it's just from the plains of Nineveh. <laughs> you remember plains of Nineveh? You know, I feel like Jonah a lot. God says, well, go this way. I, I think I'll go this way. You ever feel like that? <laughs> well, Nineveh, this guy said his three children, they drove him out of his house. He had nothing. I have lost everything, he said. But I thank God that my family is still with me. Now, friends, we can multiply these examples. What, why, why does this happen? Why is the world like it is? Because the world is under the dominion of the devil. Do you understand it? The world lies all the time. You can't know the truth, my friends, if you don't know the scriptures. If you don't know the Bible, you're not going to know whether somebody's lying to you. What does Jesus say? Many false prophets will arise. You think he told the truth? You see, it always boils down to the same thing for you when you walk out that door. And this is what it boils down to. Did Jesus Christ tell the truth or did he lie? That's what you have to determine in your own personal life. Now, as far as I'm like Joshua, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You need to have that same idea. Now, you young people here, you children, you need to understand. You're supposed to come to Jesus. You're supposed to commit your life to Jesus. 
You don't have the option to say, well, maybe when I become a teenager or when I get 21 or when I get married or go to college. or, or what. No, I'm sorry. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches this. Let the children come unto me. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what Jesus Christ said himself. Guess what? Every person needs to hear that. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, on you, and learn from me, for I am meek and gentle in my heart. You know, Jesus is so welcoming, so loving, so giving, so good. He won't hurt you. He will help you. And he'll give you hope. Not just hope for eternity, but hope for today. You could go out of here. What do you think Jesus is supposed to give to you? What does he give to you? Love, joy, peace, hope, encouragement, blessing upon blessing. My friends, we have so much to be thankful for. And the greatest thing we have thanksgiving for is Jesus. So when you leave here today, you need to make sure that your mind is right. That Jesus is who tells you what to do. And if somebody tells you different, if your tradition, your background, your training, your learning says something against Jesus, guess what? You don't accept it. You resist it. You speak against it. You stand up for Jesus Christ because he is the son of God. Now you have to make up your mind. Either he is or he isn't. Don't cheat yourself. <laughs> Believe in him. Follow him. Obey him. And God will give you exceeding great joy. Don't cheat yourself at all. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, it's hard for us frail creatures of the dust to actually believe Christmas. Help us to actually believe it, that Jesus was born the Son of God, that Jesus is our Savior, that Jesus is our King, that Jesus is our Lord. We cannot lose committing ourselves to him. So I pray for every person here in this room that this will be their mantra. Jesus is Lord. Amen.